0: I think it would be good for us to think for a few moments about the care of the the worker, the care of you who are working among Muslim people. Probably one of the first concepts that comes up when we talk about our ministry is some of us say, oh, we were called or we felt this was something special that we were supposed to do it doesn't matter exactly whether you use the word call or why, but I think it is that we all need to have a confidence of why we're doing this. Why are we in this ministry? There's a reason and some purposes that led us to this decision, and we're sure that it was from God. But at the same token, I think a part of that is that we're sure that God is speaking to us, but other people are sure about us also. I think it's very good, that we have confirmation from, from other Christians, our Christian family or parents, our church, other Christian friends, some others, who give also confirmation that as they know us, they realize that what we're talking about for ourselves gives evidence and they can see it also. That gives a greater confirmation to it. And I think those things are quite important because when we're doing things and things sometimes work very well, very smoothly, but there are often ups and downs and problems that when you have this certainty underneath that you just didn't dream it up yourself and jump out here to do this, but that it's from God and also others accept that this is from God for you. (coughs) It may be that you're living in America or in Europe or in a Muslim country. It doesn't matter in what area you're living. We can have cross-cultural ministry in our own country as well as we work with people from other cultures. And perhaps it's good to think about what it means to work with another culture. And we've talked about that in several other lessons about different cultures and about our culture and how it differs from many cultures but also how our biblical understanding often differs from our culture or others' cultures. And about the importance of hospitality. And I think one of the things in particularly working in Muslim culture, hospitality and very close contact is a part of it, whereas some of us come from a culture of lots of privacy. So sometimes being able to cope with lots of people, and hospitality, and surrounded, plus having some moments of privacy within that culture. I found once when I was living in a Muslim family, I realized that it's able to be private, even with lots of people, because there's a way in which other cultures have privacy in the midst of many, where we are used to having privacy, meaning one, But there are different ways in which you can learn to cope with privacy even though you're not alone in physical presence only. And looking at some of the challenges, we have the challenge, of course, of some people being single. There's still, in some areas, quite a difficulty for single women to be in certain countries, especially some in the Muslim world that today are quite difficult areas to live such as living in Yemen. But on the whole, single people and married people are able to go in ministry in most parts of the world. We need to be able to accept, if we're single, that we will be able to be content in in the role that God has given us. But also people who are married have to be content within the situations that the Lord has given them. It's quite easy for sometimes single people to think, that their situation is the most difficult, or married people to think that the other people have it easy all on their own with lots of privacy. But but whichever way we are, accepting the challenges of our situation and with contentment and not wishing to be something other than what we are, There are various models for work, but I personally over the years have learned to appreciate one of the better models seems to be team, not individualism, especially in the Muslim world. And team gives a lot of strength to each other. But sometimes this is not possible to have many workers because of situations in different countries. But the team gives opportunities for sharing things, sharing ministry. And also, I think the team gives us the opportunities because we all have different gifts, especially I have appreciated that when we were discipling various people, you have some gifts to give to that Christian and the other members of the team have different gifts. It's quite good to share which people's gifts are, which gifts each member of the team has and how we each use each other and and allow them to use their gifts and fulfill different purposes rather than trying to do all the gifts or roles ourselves. Another thing I think is that there are often role changes. Especially I have found that sometimes role changes come because of our age. When we're very young we're often friends to the people that we're working among because we're similar age to some of them. But I found when I was working as a teacher in the university, I had a very different role. They they respected me in a different way, and I was able to have a different kind of voice of authority in many situations, even outside the classroom. And many of the parents saw me as a person who, who they should ask to speak to their children. I had a very different role. And then when you're older... Now, for a number of different people, they call me their mother. So you can have a mother's role. And a, and I also have a role as a granny to some of the children of people that I've led to the Lord. So we have many different roles and different phases in which we change. We also, our role might change because of our job description. I think another thing is that the challenges for us now are very different than before when I first went to live overseas, many of the people that were there living in Morocco and Algeria were there for 30, 40 years in one place, in one city. I never had that experience. The things have changed. So, but commitment is the same. I think we are committed to what God has given us, to the ministry that God has given us, but it's not a commitment necessarily for a long time period in one place because the roles of different countries and our world is very different world and we may live in many places, but the ministry and the things we are doing may be the same, but we may move about. And for some of us, that's not as easy as when you can stay in the same place. And yet, others of us just love moving and change as well. But we wanted to just now think of having a wholesome life. And one of the things that several of my friends have said we need to be whole physically, mentally, spiritually. When I first went to live in Morocco, it was quite difficult to think of being totally physically fit because at that time, uh, it was not possible for women to go running or jogging. That was totally unacceptable for women. Uh, riding bicycles was possible in most of the towns, but not all of them. Uh, what could you do? Uh if you have a large enough property, you might be able to do things in your own. But most of us lived in small villages. Everything you did was seen by everybody. Um, and we found the only things we could do that where we could have lots of physical exercise was to t- go together uh, in a car with friends up into the woods and mountain areas and have picnics. And then up there we could play ball or run or do various things. No one would see us. Uh, but other things, whether it, you always can go swimming. And fortunately, through North Africa, you have lots of seacoast areas, and swimming is quite acceptable. for, Not for all women. Some families don't accept it. But on the whole, going to swimming was one of the major activities. But in later years, when I was working in Tunisia, it's, the Tunisians and Algerians have all gotten into the idea of having sports clubs And there are lots of sports centers which have all sorts of activities inside their facilities for exercise, for playing squash, tennis courts. So many more things are acceptable and available, which is very good, so that you can keep physically fit and have ways of doing normal things, which sometimes in the past was very difficult. Mentally fit, you probably think that one is easy, but sometimes it's not as easy as we might think. But I think being able to have uh, reading materials and challenges to us. Of course, in the very first years, there's lots of challenges to our mind in learning languages. But then after that, we need to be aware of challenges and stimulating ourselves to be learning and doing things. I think I've become aware that we as Christians sometimes feel that we learn christian life and we be discipleship is a certain number of years and then after that we don't seem to realize we're supposed to have lifelong learning and challenges and so sometimes we do need to look at ourselves and think about what lifelong challenge is we as a team one year decided we should all learn a new skill so one person went to learn plumbing and some of us went to learn some other cooking skills from from women and learned a couple others on the team who had never learned to drive, learned driving skills. And we tried different things to be able to to develop in other ways in other ministries. Uh, and I think also involved in keeping fit is having special times of rest or retreats, especially for spiritually keeping fit. So keeping fit and being able to... And we found if you didn't set times, it didn't happen. It's so easy to think we are going to do such and such. But I found involved with that is the idea of having a mentor. It's quite good if you have someone who you can talk with, even if that person is somewhere else, which is very easy now with all our internets and our emails and Skypes. We're able to have a mentor. It doesn't have to be right nearby. We're able to have someone who can challenge us. What did you do for fun this week? What are, what's mental challenges have you had? What spiritual challenges have you had? What things would you not like them to ask you about your life? So that we have someone whom we can talk to as not that we aren't talking to God and having that personal life, but someone else to help us and to stimulate us to be aware of our needs, to be challenged spiritually as well one of the other things that we want to think about are the many stresses and things that happen to us. There are lots of stresses that come. Culturally, I think that there are stresses which we move to another country. Or maybe you even feel the cultural stresses in working with a group of different people, even here. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. I had friends who found it very difficult when people stood right up close to them in front of their face. Took a little bit of getting used to people who always touch you when they speak to you. I remember my students, sometimes it seemed a bit strange that people had to touch you when they talk to you. But it's part of culture and has no wrong meaning in some areas. Language can be quite stressful, learning another language if that is part of your job in learning that and takes some time. I think language learning has caused quite a bit of discouragement at times because there are days it seems easy and then days where you can't remember anything at all or you can't pronounce it correctly. <laughs> or Arabic has lots of tricky words that are difficult to get right because they're so close to another word that isn't just wrong but very bad. I found out there's... Somehow, there were lots of very bad words that were almost the same as a very, very good word, and you had to be so careful in your pronunciation. I think there are lots of work-related stresses, but sometimes knowing about them helps us to be able to cope with them. In these past years, we've had lots of stresses over identity. People go, uh, and you have a job. You're a doctor in a hospital, but you also want to share your faith, with your friends. So are you a doctor or are you a doctor in disguise who's really a Christian worker? Does that upset you? Lots of times people have been uncomfortable. Am I deceiving somebody by being a doctor? But I really am a doctor. Yes. So how do I combine that with who I am or a teacher? Having confidence in your identity as a person, but you're a person who's a Christian. And being able, your identity can be in Christ and your teacher or a doctor or whatever. This has often been quite a problem in the past years because of not being able to clearly have a visa that says you're a Christian worker. And so sometimes it's been hard for different people to continue in their ministry in that way. I had a different problem when I first living in Morocco for a while because the Moroccan government wanted everybody to be registered. All workers, teachers, whatever you were, were to be registered. I went to the police office to register as well, but my parents lived in Morocco, although at that time in another city. When I went to the police to register, he said to me, you're not allowed to register. And so I said, but... I thought, I'm supposed to register. No, not you. So I said, you'll have to just explain a bit. These people with me, they all have to register, and I don't. And he said, because you understand that you are a bint, You are a girl. And in Arabic, if you're not married, you're called a girl. And you have a father. And you have a father in this country. We know who he is. So you're here as a girl with your father. But I actually wasn't living with my parents But I was, in their mind, unable to register because my father was registered, and it was registered that he had children. So I was registered, he said. No more papers and go away. (laughs) And so for although most of the people on my team were registered, I was registered as just a child. It was rather funny at times because um, it didn't make quite sense in our way of thinking, but it made sense culturally to them that... As long as they knew who my father was, he said, we know where you are. (laughs) And of course, I think, really, they knew where we are anyway, even if we weren't registered. Because I had another friend who didn't want to register, and you were allowed to stay four months without registering. So some workers went in and out of the country every four months rather than register. And one day I went to the police station about something else, and the policeman said to me, Oh, tell your friend who just went out of the country. That's a bit silly. Why bother? We know where he lives. Just register. So so learning our identity and how they saw us and things that were about us is something that you get used to after a while, but sometimes it's quite frustrating and confusing. But I think also there's the stress of different people and different relationships. One of the people, some of the people who have written about Christian workers said that interpersonal relationships is probably the biggest problem we all have. Getting along with one another can cause great stress or can cause great problems or destroy one another or destroy what we're doing. So it's very important to have good relationships. Sometimes there are stresses over how the people see us. I remember lots of people see Americans, especially, that they're all rich, even if that's not really true, Uh, but the impression that we have. And so sometimes it's quite stressful to have people give you an identity that's not true about you, and that affects kind of how your feelings about other people. But I think one of the other stresses is the stresses of the ministries that we have and the people we work with. I personally work with women and children, families. Lots of times it's the family. And I work with families. One of the Afghani families I work with, they came to live in the UK. The father had been in prison and tortured uh, under the different rulers. And his first wife and children had been murdered. And his parents. And, then, and his wife also, second wife, has also been in prison for other reasons, political and... While she was in prison, she suffered TB and many things. This family arrived with great stresses, great problems, and had a history of abuse. Um, It took many months and long times we get involved in helping them find counseling and help before they were able to even sleep at night or cope with life in a new country. We work with people who, uh, families who have a been through abuse and other kinds of violence. Many people came to live in the UK after the Iraqi war. People came to, are now coming who are coming from Syria. We've met young women with their children who have come from the wars of Damascus and now working, after, trying to forget the violence that their children saw and the things that happened to them. Learning how to cope with people in poverty and in need and no jobs. My Afghan friend, though they have lived here a long time, have only had temporary jobs. But the other stress that I think is quite difficult sometimes is with working with Christians and new Christians. This past year, my Iranian friend, who's been living with me, when she visited her parents, was rejected, came back to the UK knowing she could never return to Iran, never see her mom, as far as we know, unless the Lord works a miracle for her to see her parents. They never want to hear or see her again. And we went through lots of stresses applying for asylum and being accepted. And what was quite funny at times when they gave her, questioned her about Islam and about Christianity, she got all the Islamic questions wrong and the Christian ones right. The man said, maybe you were never a Muslim. But getting through those stresses and the People who have been persecuted. Also, I think the stress of finding Christian marriage for some of our Christian friends has been difficult. There are other stresses in working sometimes with the women we work with and their children, and the educational needs, and children being exposed to drugs and different problems in the UK that they never were exposed to before. So, there are many different stresses that are in our lives. I think it's good for us to consider in our ministry before we start, if possible, or if you're already busy, to then try to to find a time to build friends who will begin to back you in your ministry, who will be special prayers, prayer partners, who will be special maybe givers in helping you, not necessarily only finance, but giving things to help you, perhaps like books and Christian literature and a mentor, someone to whom you can talk and confide in in your ministry to help and encourage you along the way. I hope some of these ideas give you encouragement as you look forward to ministering to many people and sharing your life.